Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Ben, what is something you think is overrated? Oh my gosh! Besides Andrew Johnson in that one town. Yeah, uh, I like the town, uh, just not the the branding. Uh, I think uh, I'm gonna go real quick through a few. Uh, sex in space, overrated. Okay. The concept of having sex in space. Oh no! Apparently, the practice. The concept is dope. Okay, I mean, right. Like oh, sci-fi. Conceptually it, great. Yeah. In practice. Yeah, yeah. That's a weird flex. So you're. Space fucking recently? Uh, you know, not not yet, but I. Uh, a I wizard was, never tells. <laughs> I, well, I was looking because there's been this uh, rumor for a long time that there were secret U.S. and Russian experiments uh, to see whether people could have sex in space. Uh, <laughs> I'm just sorry, bro. Like, yeah. The concept to see if people could. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm no, like, but that's yeah, a valid question because- People it, in NASA are lonely. Well, like, you, as yeah. if- Wait, well, what's contested that, that you could There's something that gets fucked up with your blood flow. Right. Oh. When you are in zero gravity. And it's like automatically it's going to have to be, uh, or, or even low gravity, it's going to automatically have to be kind of- uh, BDSM, SNME, because you gotta yeah. get some Velcro in there. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm just gonna say it. I think a lot of Vegas is overrated, and I think it's gross when people do like performative selfies with the suffering. You know, when they're like with the suffering. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But um, but those... was that thought connected to Las Vegas? Uh, no, no, that's oh, where people go one. to uh, an economically developing country, yes, and they're yes, like, yes, oh, yes. Sh- look at me. I like yes, jewels. Yeah, right. Uh, right. Famously on Instagram. Uh, but mainly sex and space. I'm just I'm preoccupied with the idea that people put money into this concept. We can get to it later, but the pe- people were sitting there and saying, "All right, we need to put people in space. Let's fucking figure it out. How do we grow stuff?" And like, who was that one person in the room who leaned in and was like, "Hey, hey, hey, hey Bolin, hey, what do you got? Uh, okay, also, good. The agriculture and zero space, <laughs> yeah. Bolin. What do you got? All right, so right, so there was an all right so moment, yeah. right." <laughs> And they're like, don't ask Ben. You know what he's going to say. Right. He says it every time. He's- I think <laughs> we should see if boners are possible in space. That's all I'm saying. I've got a, I've got a PowerPoint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's one slide. It's one Maybe? slide. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's, it, it's, uh, it's strange because it's also, I've been preoccupied with this realization. I don't know if we mentioned this in previous episodes, but statistically speaking, someone out there, maybe even listening now, is the world's worst astronaut. This is right. just the hazard of the statistics. And yeah. that's probably the person who uh, who was like, you know what, we really need to prioritize. <laughs> Sex and space. So but are think- we? do we have any kind of more deeper understanding if uh, the erection is possible in zero gravity? Is that really the main point, right? If we're talking about is sex possible in space, that's because conceivably zero gravity is preventing someone from having an erection. I I forget where I read that, but I do <laughs> I do know He's that not zero gravity does fuck it. with. I think like, oh, wait, it was carved into a stall at a Buffalo Wild. Well, because they say like your head starts to grow because mm. there's like 
Because, yeah, it's that's not so cocky. Your, oh. <laughs> no, your, your body is designed to pump blood up against Ooh. a force of gravity. And so it's pumping blood like harder than it needs to into your head and less hard below the heart. Well, the, right. big, the big question, too, what's, what's missing the point about anyone who's like, all right, let's figure this out for science. Right. What they're not thinking about is good that- exam- or Good impression of dorks, by the way. <laughs> no, <thank> um, <laughs> excuse me. That was my real voice. It slipped. This is my radio voice. But uh, is that they don't need, they don't, you don't actually need to have any kind of intercourse in space. You could just artificially inseminate because the big question is how would an embryo develop? But right. no, right. but no, someone's like, you know, what What can we get away with? Missionary? I, mean, I just like that when you start searching this, there's clickbait ass titles to shit that goes, this is not joking. It's from VIX.com. I don't know what the fuck that website is, but it says, you won't believe what happens to an astronaut's penis in outer space (laughs) hell yeah please let me know (laughs) there's also some really good footage of like different things they're testing out in outer space and there's i think a pigeon they release a dove i think in outer space and it's like trying to fly but it like doesn't know what the fuck it's not in outer space zero gravity i'm like um i'm pretty sure the pressure would right okay it's like in a zero gravity thing and it's just it looks really uh, hilarious. Ha ha, pigeon. Yeah, I know. It's it's almost like humans being like, yeah. we have spent so long uh, marveling at flight. Let's take those birds down. And How about this guys. asshole? Try and get some lift out you here, look motherfucker. Stupid idiot. Then uh, like it later died of a stress-induced cardiac arrest. Uh, let's talk about Sesame Street. This is one of those stories that when you hear it, it's like, wait, what? But but it actually kind of makes sense. Okay, um, definitely. So Sesame Street has a new character named Carly. She was introduced last year. She's Elmo's green-haired friend. Uh, she first appeared, like the first thing you kind of learned about her is that she was in foster care. Right. Uh, but now we're finding out the reason she's in foster care is that she has a parent struggling with addiction. Yeah. So. Yeah, and a lot, a lot uh, specifically, I think opioids. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because the makers of the show were just sort of looking around like, we really don't have the kind of content that, is touching this specific demographic of our audience. Yeah. Um, because a lot of the addiction data shows that around 5.7 million children under the age of 11 that live in households with a parent with substance abuse disorders. Um, so, you know, in this segment, they were working with like the, some child psychologists at the Betty Ford Center uh, to really try and craft like things and language that would really help like a child sort of navigate whatever the world they are in. Um, and they said in the segment, Carly and this other, uh, the, this little girl, Salia, they each hold up hand-drawn pictures of flowers with multiple petals representing big feelings like anger, sadness, and happiness. They offer ways to feel better, including art and breathing exercises. The segment leans on carefully considered language. Creators prefer addiction to substance abuse and recovery to sobriety because those terms are clear to children. And mm-hmm. despite the subject, the mood was light in the room. Uh, and, you know, people were just like, it, it, it went off well, but it seems... It's interesting, you know, like that, that's sort of where we've reached a tipping point, I guess, societally, where we're like, you know, the people who make Sesame Street also like, we really need to also be able to, you know, make these children feel seen or at least have something they can respond to. Yeah. And I think Mr. Rogers, if he saw that documentary, he had the same approach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Where it was like the point of the show in some way, or at least part of the, the mission, should be how to teach kids to deal with. Pain. Yeah. Right. Death. Right. 
difference. And I think this falls under that. I do think it makes it even sadder that Sesame is going to HBO Max. Yeah, it does suck. Oh, is it fully, it's no longer be publicly funded? Yeah. Is it because our public funding has just been gutted constantly that th- I'm it just sure. keeps I taking mean, hits to that's the, the thing. It's workshop? Like, I don't think it's Sesame Street's fault necessarily because the funding model is so difficult now, but yeah. it is a bummer because I don't. Yeah, it's the know. new episodes will be on HBO Max, so yeah. you just have to make what about kids the archives? okay with like the archives. And oh, what if right. I want to put down the duck reruns? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think those are available other places. On YouTube, probably. yeah, probably. Pretty sure you can watch "Put Down the Ducky" on YouTube. That's true. Yeah, that's, I love that that's one. That's a good point. Celia Cruz is in that. Wow, too. for real? Yeah, I, I remember. I was like, "Yo, who's that lady with the swag?" Did you look around? <laughs> I was like, Celia Cruz, Azuka. <laughs> Miles, let's get right into the footy drama oh. alert. Because uh, I, I need, Bruv, I need this explained to right me. now, man. Okay. It's okay. So <laughs> in the UK, they refer to the wives and girlfriends of footballers as wags. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what they call them wags over there. And right now, there's a. We're, what does that stand for? Wives and girlfriends. Got it. Okay. They call them that here, too. Oh, did they adopt that now? Yeah. It's okay. for a long time. They had a WAGS show on TLC or Bravo or something like that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hey. Um, so right now the drama is between the wives of two England strikers. Well, not anymore for Wayne Rooney. Uh, Wayne Rooney, who famously played for Manchester United and for DC United. And Jamie Vardy, who plays for Leicester City uh, and is a very interesting character. Just some background on Jamie Vardy. He, is he still good? Because... He's all right. I mean, he's not nearly as good as the season when Leicester won the league in 2015, 2016. Okay. Um, but around this guy, he like it was kind of the dude at certain points. He had to play with an ankle ankle monitor on uh, for some shit he got into. Oh, he, like a police ankle monitor. Yes, what yes. kind of shit did he get into? I think it may have been drink driving or something, as they call it in the UK. Drink driving. Um, drink driving. And also uh, Wayne Rooney. Also, uh, he's been he's been cheating a lot on his wife. A lot of drink driving over there too. Um, but interesting fact about Jamie Vardy, there was a in his book, he had like a dead leg that he couldn't get over, and the physio was like, What the fuck is going on with you, bro? Like we're rehabbing, you're resting. And he find out this dude has just been drinking a bunch of vodka. Uh, <laughs> and so what he would do is he would fill up like a three liter bottle of vodka with only red and purple Skittles because uh-huh. he liked the flavor. And that was like his fucking Ew. vibe. Uh, and he also famously would Wait, drink. he would do that before playing or like- I think like whenever, like that was just part of his shit. I mean, he would drink a ton of Red Bull before playing um, and famously took a shit while playing Arsenal uh, in the middle of a match. Wait, um, what do you mean? Like on the field? No, no, no. He like left, <laughs> yeah, he like went the down hole. the tunnel. I was yeah. like, how come this isn't a bigger deal? You shit on the field? I need more. Another thing is he would say in the season that his team won in 2015 and 16, he would drink basically a, a bottle of like half Gatorade, half port. What? Every night. That was his pre-match meal, like, drink or the night before. And then the day of, he would drink a double espresso and three cans of Red Bull. Damn. Okay. Anyway, so he's on his own vibe. So back to the lecture at hand. Red Bull is so bad for you. Yeah. So Rebecca. Unless they want to sponsor us. So his wife, Rebecca <laughs> Vardy, and Colleen Rooney, wife of Wayne Rooney, are into some shit right now because the, uh, Colleen Rooney was noticing a lot of shit from her personal life was ending up in the sun, the tabloid over there, and couldn't understand because she had her own like private Instagram account that was only for people she knew personally. So she was like, how the fuck is shit I'm talking about on here ending up there? 
So she concocted a little fucking experiment. To see how where the leak would go. Yeah. So she started on her stories. She blocked everyone she followed or that was following her except for one woman, Rebecca Vardy. Okay. And was like, and for five months started putting in bullshit stories to see if any of them would end up in the sun. Like, so she's like, oh, my basement flooded or this other thing. Like she went to Mexico to for some kind of experimental thing where she would be able to select the gender of her child when she was pregnant. And these things made it into the sun. So then I think yesterday, Ooh, Rebecca Vardy, yeah, Ooh. she came out with it and was like, so let me t- gather around kids. I've been doing this experiment because a lot I've been, noticed a lot of disturbing things have been showing up in the tabloids. Secrets. And for five months, I've been doing this thing. And it's Rebecca Vardy and her excuse. Boom. Now, I will read the defense that Rebecca Vardy tweeted out for this kind of you know, uh, underhandedness. She says, as I have just said to you on the phone, I wish you had called me if you thought this. I never speak to anyone about you as various journalists who have asked me to over the years can vouch for. If you thought this was happening, you could have told me and I could have changed my passwords to see if it stopped. Over the years, various people have had access to my Insta. And just this week, I found I was following people I didn't know and have never followed in my life. Uh, Stupid. I'm not being funny, but I don't need the money. What would I gain from selling stories on you? I liked you a lot, Colleen, and I'm so upset that you have chosen to do this, especially when I'm heavily pregnant. I'm disgusted that I'm even having to deny this. You should have called me the first time this happened. Heartbreak emoji. Yeah. Do we think... Bullshit. I think when you start doing the... I mean, I'm starting to follow accounts I've never seen. Come on, fam. Right. It's just... uh, You love to see it, though. You really do. I Wait, like so it when her, a juicy secret comes out mm-hmm. like that. Mm. Her story is that somebody broke into her account, found out about this other woman's Private Instagram life. posts uh-huh, maybe in by a... following her. So someone broke into her account to follow someone else. I guess. If... And get secrets about their private life and then sold those secrets to the sun. Maybe if if we're living in her world. Huh. That's a t- it's a tough sell. Yeah. It's a hard bargain. That is... No good. Yeah. yeah I, I'm not buying it. Come up with a better lie, dog. Colleen. Yeah. Well, the... Uh, no, Colleen is the, the victim here. Colleen. Rebecca. You... <laughs> but, you know... A victim. Co- don't don't play the victim, Colleen. Colleen Rooney... Yo, Wayne has been doing her dirty for a long time. Like, Damn, when she was man. pregnant, he yeah, was, like, he... sleeping around on her, having, like, threesomes and shit. So she's been... She's been through it. His name's Wayne Rooney. This is on her. Yeah, he had terrible hair plugs. You do not Yo, marry a guy named that. I thought he was in his fifties. <laughs> you did? Yeah, just, just legitimate. Off based the photo? on like I had seen him like many years, like a decade ago, mm-hmm. and I think it was during one of the World Cups when he was like the best player on England's team, uh-huh. and I was like, oh well, that guy must be very old. No, at that time, and now he must be like in playing on the seniors tour or whatever. The... Yeah, he'll be thirty, think four this year. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's dominant. He's scored some pretty wild goals in the MLS, uh, which people tend to do when they come over from Europe. But um, so this is like if the Shaq Damian Lillard beef were their wives. Yeah, kind of maybe. I mean, and it, a little bit messier. I don't know what their beef is to begin with, really. Right. Um, but I do know that there is an interesting stat for the amount of minutes Wayne Rooney and Jamie Vardy played together on the pitch. They never created a goal scoring chance for the other player. Yeah. So that's true, man. Not a lot of harmony in that, that three lion squad. That's how you know. Yeah. That's how you know. Exactly. Right. Uh, any, any thoughts on this, Sophia? I mean, just too many almost. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's just a mess. 
Yeah. It's a mess and it's I don't I really don't know if Rebecca Vardy was like trying to make money or she just really hated you know, there's gotta be something else, right? Like if Rebecca Vardy really was, and I believe she probably was the one, obviously the lead. She just probably based enjoyed on this fucking her friend over. Was it her friend or was it one of those things where she's like, It's all because you didn't come to my baby shower type yeah. shit? Or like you fucking shaded me at this restaurant. Right. It could obviously They're competitively be that. fucking the best soccer player in England. Well, I wouldn't go that far. You wouldn't? No. They're not. Oh, were they, they ever? Their peaks weren't at the same time. Oh, okay. So it was hard. Like Jamie Vardy had his time a few years ago, and Wayne Rooney had his like seven years ago. Right. So, right. But I'm just wondering if she was like feeling. But I guess historically, right? Like Wayne Rooney was the man, and then when Jamie Vardy had his huge season, then he became the man. So maybe right. since there were she two mans like, yeah. on the block. Uh. Okay. All right. Well, shout out to the England shout out to up. them. <laughs> While we're on the subject of the People's Republic of China, did anybody see the 70-year anniversary parade last no. week? Good. Oh, uh, man, one of my favorite parades. How were they dressed? What was the red carpet like? <laughs> was, was Snoopy G? there, yeah. like in uh, Macy's Day Parade? Unfortunately yeah. not. Was Winnie the Pooh? A lot of enormous, like, globe-destroying missiles. Uh, I could have used fewer of those and more Snoopy. Oh, it was just a big dick measuring parade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how big is it? Huge. Oh, it's huge? Uh, there were also some weapons uh, that I had never seen outside of a G.I. Joe toy box. Like, there <laughs> there was, like, a little, like, uh, motorcycle helicopter thing. It was, like, a two-seater little helicopter that didn't, like, you weren't inside a of cockpit, anything. Right. Yeah, like you were open... just, like in an open helicopter thing. It was kind of dope. That sounds awesome. I think the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade could use those. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like a little, I mean, I could use those, just like a little like golf cart helicopter. That you could just be like, we take off. That just sounds like a disaster waiting to happen, but I'm here for it. I what, think Elon maybe? Musk on, is coming man. out with one right. like, next week. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Flamethrowers right. and uh, personal helicopters. Uh, it's powered by weed, you know, because that's what we know. There's also uh, a slingshot hypersonic unmanned aircraft that looks like a stealth bomber, but like in a in hang glider size, uh, and it's designed to help aim weapons at U.S. Air, aircraft carriers. So, <laughs> wait, what do you mean? Like it's like, just that's like people looked at it and were like, oh, so we understand what this does, and it's specifically designed to fight a war with. Us with the with the United States. Oh, like considering our t naval technology. Yes, great. Uh, and the other thing they said is that all the missile names are all written on the side of the weapons in English. Uh, and the Jalopnik editor, who was kind of summarizing this, was pointing out that that's because the real audience for the parade is us, uh -huh. the Daily Zeitgeist. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. yeah. Well, so, thank you so much. Yeah, uh, thank Xi. you. <laughs> all right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, and finally, what is a myth? That's something people think is true. You got know. a plot twist for you. Uh-oh. You got a plot twist for you, Jack. <laughs> that the Koch brothers were bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, uh, so I did the, I set up Sex and Space because yes. it turns out it is a hoax, at least officially. There have been multiple sources confirming that no one actually had sex in space. That's just a myth because, like you said, Miles, it's it's good clickbait, right? Right. And uh, so people propagated it. And, Jack, you are correct that... Uh, 
uh, everything we know about physics shows us the the circulatory system will be just a, a, a in a very poor state right. if there's not gravity because it's designed to work with gravity. But as far as we know, uh, there has not been a, an experiment in actual space. Maybe some low gravity banging, but no uh, up in the shuttle. Zero G, right. Yeah, I mean, space is tight. You're basically in, in there's some, I think there were some uh, unsanctioned experiments probably I happening would think so. with one person. I mean, solo <laughs> experiments. That right. Man, I've been up in this fucking space station too long. And if right. you're if you're listening and you're you're that person, uh, then uh, write to Jack and Miles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, know. somebody must have like there's been astronauts up there for a year by themselves. Yeah. I'm sure they jerked off at some point. I mean, according to this Vix article, they talk about <laughs> how microgravity affects the penis. And look, shout out to anybody who has any ED problems or you can't last. Right. Just say you were in space a long time, right? Uh, yeah, because yeah. what it says right. is the penis does not get as as large as it can while on Earth. And an erection in outer space doesn't last as long as it can while on Earth. But they say, there's an exception to every rule. Astronaut Mike Mullane spoke uh, about his peculiar reaction to being in the International Space Station. He claims that several times while in the space station, he woke up with impressive erections that for (laughs) him has the ability to, quote, drill through kryptonite. Who said that? Surely not. I Well, look, they hyperlinked off. Let's see. Is this to an actual men's health article? Wow. Uh, with him and let's see where let's do a quick find a couple of times i would wake up from sleep periods and i had a boner that i could have drilled through kryptonite uh-huh somehow Yo. that's better than him the image of somebody waking up and seeing their erection going impressive right, right. <laughs> like oh drill through kryptonite is such a strange because it seems it suggests that he's competitive with superman when it comes to the strength of their erection right yeah. well, like he's like well, he couldn't touch kryptonite, though. Well, right. He, he well, does, he's like, yeah. my erection is the best erection in the world. Superman's couldn't even get through the thing. But that's not could. fair to Superman because kryptonite saying, is his though. thing. Right. Like, it right. should have been like titanium, mm-hmm. you right. know, because then you could have a fair one with but Superman. But Superman can fuck through titanium. <laughs> but that's though. where, yeah. well, then that's where you that's have why, to give it up, That's why I'm suggesting that he is... That's where he looks very shady. He's clout chasing and insecure. Right. Yeah. yeah. Of course, he, he did, the Superman can't get anywhere near Kryptonite, sir. That's not a fair comparison. Right. So, it, but it is it is apparently a myth. But there's still there's still people claiming that it happens. Uh, there was a that Superman. F- was yeah. Through yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I misunderstood. <laughs> no, 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 what no, no, about- Well, the 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 sex thing. Uh, oh, yeah. There's a French writer in a book, The Final Mission: Murr, the Human Adventure. He says that it did happen. Uh, his name's Pierre Kohler, and uh, everybody in Russian and U.S. space agencies denies it. But of course, why would you? Especially when funding is getting cut left and right, why would you confirm that? Be like, yeah, it's like hedonism in space up there. It's basically Vegas. They're like, hey, man. <laughs> And they're ripping in the tearing. They're oh, ripping God. in the tearing. That's what I'm here for. Oh, so, one guy in Mullane in this interview, they asked, they're like, they ask men's health the question, has anyone ever had sex? He says, in the space shuttle program where we had males and females, I can tell you that nobody was doing that because there's absolutely no privacy. The only privacy would have been in the airlock. But everybody would know what you were doing. You're not going, you're not going, you're not going out there to do a spacewalk. There's no reason to be in there. Huh. So I wonder if there have been people been like, yo, let's fuck in the airlock real quick. Yeah. And it's like to have the thing where it's like everyone knows what you're doing in the airlock. Right. Like, yeah. is that an is he alluding to something? Tell them yeah. that we're fixing the suits. Tell them yeah. there's a suit problem. Uh we have a maintenance bay for that. There we yeah. go. Um 
I didn't want to derail, want to derail but that's yeah. weird. Uh, that's This whole show is derailing. Yeah, uh, it's derailment. What is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Okay, uh, um, I recently Googled, do shrooms have an expiration date? <laughs> because I, I guess this is fine to admit. My mom you have old shrooms in your freezer? Yeah, not my freezer. <laughs> oh. My fridge. Uh. I, okay, I got them in May for Edgar's birthday. Mm-hmm. They're chocolate mushrooms. I forgot that he's allergic to, mu- to chocolate, not to mushrooms. <laughs> so he couldn't eat them. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll just like have them and do them at some point. But instead of putting in the, the freezer, I put it in the fridge because I was like, maybe if they freeze, the, te- the, like the psilocybin, the psilocybin could will be get destroyed. Or something, right? Right. They're wrapped in tinfoil, but they were not in a plastic bag. Uh-oh. Fast forward to two weeks ago when I uh, rented an Airbnb Airstream trailer in Joshua Tree by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get right? Okay. Yeah, and I had been watching that show, Explained, I think it is, about like Explained, The, the Brain. Show? Yeah, on Netflix. On Netflix, yeah, yeah. And they have an That's episode Vox, on right? tripping, and I was like, oh, man, you know tripping it's like that that makes you get it. Right. That makes you really get it. And I had, you know, in college messed with that. Mm. But uh it's been many years since then and I was like, I should just do them. I should just drive out and do them. And um I didn't get to Joshua Tree until maybe six PM because of all the traffic on a Friday yeah, afternoon. It's a tough drive. Oh yeah. <laughs> it yeah. took like four hours. You with might traffic. as well drive to San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, truly. I finally got there just before the sun was about to set. And I was like, should I do them? Should I do them? And I was sitting on my little Airstream trailer bed, like trying to decide, should I do it? And then all of a sudden something came over me because I had brought them Mm -hmm. just in case. And I was afraid I would die. You know, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Because they were old. Yes. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. And I went and I ate it. And at first I didn't feel anything. And I was like, oh. Uh, this they uh, they expired. They mm-hmm. I don't feel it. I'll right. have a little more. Oh no! Because I had two. Just have a oh, bite and wait. Anna. Had a little yes. more, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, the sun went down, and they <laughs> went all of a sudden. wild. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I I was I had like brought things to do. Right. Like some watercolor paints and a ukulele, but didn't realize <laughs> that when it's dark and you're in the middle of the desert alone, you don't really want to paint or play ukulele. You're just it's like- kind of like, you're like, what's out there? What's yeah, out there? exactly. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, my Airbnb host, because there was a guy in a house, you know, a bit oh. away. It's like, he's going to come and kill me. Oh, oh my God, wow. I just ate old yeah. mushrooms. They're going to find me dead. They're going to find me dead. Oh my God. So you were like the snowball scene in Willow. What yes. started with two people just kind of falling down a mountain uh-huh. turned into near a near avalanche near the bottom. It was so Stressful. I and I, I kept looking at my phone like, should I text someone? No, no, I can't text them. Cause like, what would I even say? Yeah. What do I say in a text message? I can't yeah, even like, explain <laughs> this. You're right like now. in airstream ukuleles useless. Also, <laughs> yeah. neighbor is killer. I know. So I was just walking around, just walking around the airstream, and uh, they had a beer, and then I drank the beer, and I was like, oh, now I feel woozy. And then I went into the bathroom, and I was convinced I was in a painting. Uh, yeah, yeah. This all know, sounds right. Because yeah. you feel the, like the strokes on your face are paint strokes. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Uh, the strokes on your face. You even yeah. sound like you're on mushrooms now. I, well, I'm <laughs> the flashing back. The strokes on your face are, are paint strokes. I know. I when just like, about it. I couldn't even walk really. I was like stumbling around and I find like finally at 11 p.m. You, you know. Started to return. Yeah. Yeah. When they start wearing off. Uh, by that point, I was watching Disenchanted on Netflix, <laughs> like gripping to reality. <laughs> right. Like this is fine. This is fine. Well, see, this is why you got to, you got to, you got to start off a little bit light. You know what I mean? Take a little nibble and just let <laughs> it chill because you never know your body's going to process it. This is the same thing people do with edible weed. They take a bite and they're yeah. like, that was fine. It was plus it was just one little chocolate. Right. And the second and one didn't do anything. Hungry. Cut to you like peeling somebody off the floor. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, that's why also I prefer, I don't like to have full blown trips really on psychedelics these days. Yeah. I like to like microdose. Yeah. You know? That's what I want to do now. But if anyone is curious, you they can. They don't go bad. Yeah. You can leave them <laughs> in the fridge. They and, will go bad if you don't leave them in the fridge. Yes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and start growing some, their own mushrooms. Yeah. Off of them. I had some that <laughs> I took them out and like was looking through them and there were bugs in there. <gasps> oh. That was really fucking And cool. were they That's like, hey, horrifying. man, you want to talk for a second? <laughs> You're like, oh, God. <laughs> Those bugs were driven so balls. Fucked up. <laughs> so let's talk about something that somebody's doing that seems like a good idea. Yeah. Using kindness constructively. Well, you know, I we talked a few weeks ago, maybe a month or two ago, about that New York Times piece that was a profile on CB, CBP, not CBD, uh, <laughs> right. Customs and Border Patrol agents to sort of get a general take on like what it's like there where many people are like, it's fucking terrible. It's a terrible place to work as a woman. There are many people who are just fucking like terrible people. There are also people who are there who hate the fact that this is their job. But Have they tried CBD oil? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that would maybe help some of the I, things. We're I, it's about. worth worth noting. Right. Um, and also just the idea that there are people where the morale is just so low because like they go to work and they have to interact with children who are just crying for their parents and things like that. And the psychologically that's taking a toll. Um, and then, you know, a lot of it we were also talking about most of us sort of the ideas like, man, these people are fucking they suck or whatever. Why can't they just do something else? And then, you know, we talked about how you can't not many people just have the ability to fucking quit a job because right. they're philosophically opposed to it because the way this system is set up you must work to live and if you're not working then you could perish quite quickly or your life your living situation could turn very dark very quickly so the never again action group their immigrant rights group that's spearheaded by a lot of jewish activists about this idea of like not separating families you know akin to the holocaust mm-hmm. um right. They were really trying to figure out, because they do a lot of activities outside of ICE facilities and things like that. Uh, a lot of the people around it were thinking, of like, it's not a lot of the times they chant, quit your job, quit your job. And then we're kind of realizing, like, that's just kind of not enough right. either. So it's on sort of Monday. dismissive to the people themselves. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. on Monday, they were thinking, like, okay, what can we actually do? So they launched a website that would match ICE agents with confidential career advisors like you would in college That's to amazing. try and find a way for you to get another job so you can fucking quit this disastrous, evil organization. Yeah. Um, and they said from that launch, like two people immediately like hit them up from right. outside the like Atlanta area where they were first trying to like get people to uh, like sort of notice this project. But they said, yeah, those people who came out uh, we're just immediately like, yeah, I don't want to be, I do absolutely do not want to work here anymore. And they, the comment that one of the per- people left who was interacting with the website confidentially said something like I'm drowning in this place. So, you know, I think there is, 
this idea that we think that every person that works there is just an automaton who's hell-bent on doing harm. And I think there are some people who are, but there are very much also people who, you know, like we were saying too, like border patrol in certain areas is a very quick ticket to the middle to a middle class lifestyle. Uh, like with very like you could just have a high school education and start making, you know, decent money. So, you know, shout out to them for using, yeah. you know, sensible tactics, because, again, I think one thing we've learned throughout this whole week is that money fucking makes everything move. It, yeah. People don't it doesn't values are they don't matter. They don't matter because at the end of the day, it's nothing works without money. Yeah. I also just want to say that I think the way that like becoming complicit and evil works Mm -hmm. Because it happens kind of in a certain way slowly, but then you're like, what the fuck? Sure. Right. And I think, you know, it just, it does, you were mentioning the Holocaust, like totally makes you think about the Germans that lived in Nazi Germany that weren't like gung-ho Nazis, but then we're also caught there. And I don't think anybody came and was like, hey, this this is your ticket out of the Nazi party or whatever. Yeah. Well, unless it was like, uh, be a defector or something and a conspirator and be executed. Yeah. Yeah. So and I feel like giving these people a way to leave something that is like so I mean b- m- someone making you complicit in evil is fucked up. Right. So giving s- someone a way out I think is like actually a a real way to work at the problem as opposed to just be like this is fucked up. Well I mean it definitely helps weaken that agency but I think yeah the real solutions have to come from up further up but I think that's where we're at right. least giving acknowledging the humanity of people who m- are in a situation they probably also don't want to be in. Right. And mm-hmm. that there are people like that. Again, and they're also evil yeah. fucking sure, monsters of course. who are out here getting off on watching children cry. Yeah. Or who are, <laughs> when journalists come in, be like, oh, so you write fake news? Oh, right. So you write for the fake news? Why uh, don't you admit, no, propaganda. Wasn't propaganda, like, yeah, yeah. You have yeah. to admit that that's what you do and, you won't, and you'll get your passport back. Yeah. It's was, like, I'm sorry, That happened what? to a journalist named Ben Watson, uh, I think at LAX or maybe JFK. Um so well, I hear some propaganda. Suck my shit. Yeah, that is some propaganda for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the real important news mm-hmm. of the day. Yeah. What is trending on Pornhub? Yeah, why are y'all trying to watch the Joker smash? That is the question. Uh, so To be or not to be? Yeah. Why are y'all trying to watch the Joker Apparently smash? this happens every time a comic book movie comes out. People see a movie and then immediately want to watch that character fuck somebody else. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, th- this movie in particular seems like the most disturbing. I don't know. Like the, It is the least sexy movie I think I've ever seen. There's a part where he, there's like a love interest-ish part that was like distractingly out of place to me. I was just mm. like, what the fuck is happening? Why would, he's like not regarding him in any sexual capacity just doesn't even seem to play into like the themes of the movie. Right. Um, But apparently I think this ties into an overall uh, sort of fetish of clowns and like Harley Quinn. Well, I mean, there's also that cycle of violence and sexual release that you use to radicalize people too. Right. Like, I I mean, not to like read into it like that, but you get so fucking worked up and then there's like, you're like, Oh, I get my violence and I get my sexual release. Yeah. Or there are people who are just like, I really want to see the Joker smash because right. this movie, <laughs> there's something about this character that is so hot to me. 
Yeah. But, but like Pornhub says they, they track like what people are searching for. Like they, right. they track your fantasies. Does that mean they like put out a call for like content that fits this shit? Or like how is there all of a sudden so much Joker porn? Well, I, no, it's just that people were looking for it on Pornhub. Oh, it doesn't necessarily search. exist yet. No, okay. well, they're just like, yeah, so on. So, uh, no, the thing you have to understand, all all <laughs> possible porn exists. That's also true. Yes. That, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they say over 741,000 searches involving the word Joker in the first four days following the film's release. Yeah. And um, then the first, the biggest day was Sunday when they saw 291,628 searches for a clown getting down. So is this like presumably before or after people have seen the movie? I don't know. See, that's hard to know too. Right. Are some people like, man, before I see this, I got to jerk off to the porn version. <laughs> right. And then I'll see the movie or yeah, else I'll be distracted. Yeah, then I will be distracted by how exactly. much I want to fuck the Joker. Right. And then after they see this very like bummery kind of non-sexy movie, then they're like, okay, this is my, this they're is like, my thing. Right. All right, I'm yeah. into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me see if there's porn. Um, Did you like it? I was, I still don't know how I feel about it. It I, gave them nightmares. It gave me nightmares. Yeah. For like the like literal like political nightmares, um, so I I guess it was effective. I think it tapped into something. But for did sure. it make you horny, baby? <laughs> nice, <laughs> best Austin Powers <laughs> quote in uh in years. You know, loved it. Michael Moore like loved it. He's really just praising. It. He says it's a masterpiece and that it's like dangerous if you don't see it. That's what he said. I do think it's worth seeing, just like as a cultural moment. Like I I read this comic. Felix Bitterman from uh, Chapo Trap House like wrote a review of it for one of the blogs and w- was just like, it's a mediocre shit, nothing movie that people are reacting to because they just, their brains are broken. But I, I didn't find, maybe my brain is broken, but I didn't find it to be like pointless or like a mediocre movie. I found it to be like, I, I get what the significance is. I don't know if it's, I don't know how, like there's, there's huge political questions tied up in like how I feel about it overall, but um, got it. Yeah. Well, let's not uh, distract from the fact that Harley Quinn is actually the yeah. most searched character, video game, comic, or otherwise of all time. Video game, movie, or comic uh, uh, ever searched? Yeah. yeah. Higher than like Jessica Rabbit. Higher than well, she's uh, a cartoon. that other rabbit. Uh, Lola Bunny, Lola Bunny. You know, let's let's. I mean, some things are pure, but yeah, I think yeah, cartoons are not gonna work. I feel like Lara Croft. I wonder who's number two. Yeah, Harley Quinn, Lara Croft, Batwoman, Catwoman, Ratwoman, or like yeah, keep going, Datwoman, Mm -hmm. Dat Fan. Yeah, Dat from Last Comic Standing, probably. (laughs) Uh, all right. Let's talk about China. Uh, China. We love China. Moving on. We love China. Thank Uh, you so much. (laughs) All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. What is something you think is overrated? CBD oil. What? Okay. I was what just told use to use it to... Everybody says to use it for everything. Literally, I want to b- believe in it because I love the idea of it. <laughs> but <laughs> I, every time I give it to anyone or try it for anything, that shit does not work. Like my mom was having pains and I bought her this fucking fancy CBD emu cream. They're like, it's made with emu fat. It penetrates deeper. They're like, here's... It's a million dollars. I was like, all right, it's for my mom. Right. I'm like, did it do anything? She's like, no. And anytime <laughs> I'm like, oh, people are like, 
yeah, it helps with anxiety. I'm like, you should try it. And they're like, no. <laughs> no. Like, I don't really know what the fuck it does do. Well, I think the most effective case for it was with anti-seizure applications. Because mm. I remember that was like one of the big things where there were children who- I have, saw that video too. Well, not even the video. I mean, it was like, it's a- it was like a whole thing. No, I mean, but there's like a bunch of videos that have gone viral showing of people putting CBD oil on like the feet, the bottoms of the feet of people who are having seizures and it helping and stuff. Oh, on the bottoms of their feet? Interesting. Yeah. And I've heard that it helps in like Parkinson's and my husband's dad has Parkinson's. Mm. So we've been, I've been giving him all the CBD and that shit does not do anything for but him. But your point being that CBD oil, like people are constantly like, oh, have you tried CBD oil just in conversation? And that's rarely a illness or like a malady that people are bringing up conversationally like man i keep having these seizures and <laughs> right. I, I don't know exactly. what to do like to advil well, think, and yeah. i'm not work? saying that it doesn't work for right. anything i'm right. just saying i don't think it works for, for most you. of the things we're right. trying to use it for exactly. casually being like oh yeah try it for any of the 10 things Migraines? that are wrong with you yeah well people love it you know because uh th- there's so many cbd drinks everywhere too and i'm yeah. like does this really how many of these do I have to drink to like yeah catch the spirit yeah. <laughs> is that what you take medicine for to catch to the catch spirit? the spirit yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. everybody knows that everybody knows uh, from my praise band i was in called catch, catch the, the spirit, spirit. Yeah, uh, yeah yeah they I were great seriously. um you love to wear white linen when you perform it's like I do. so beautiful well, it's about purity and it's about talking about coming to jesus as in you know as you don't have to tell me i've yeah. only ever seen you as a god's virgin has Thank that you. white linen shirt ever been buttoned up no. no, it didn't no. seem like it. Yeah. Well, you know, it depends on how I'm feeling. But right. That's how he gets new additions to the church. Yeah. That's how I bring him in. Yeah. But only those who are pure of heart. And he so. will find a gust or a fan or something just so that just that to let it blow it behind open. him oh. a little bit. If they just want to say, who's the king of the jungle? Who, who, who's the king of the sea? Bubble, bubble, bubble. Who's the king of the universe? And who's the king of me? His name is J-E-S-U-S. What? Yes. <laughs> wow. That sounds let him know. like a... Catch the spirit. <laughs> That's the kind of jams we were rocking out to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was definitely a jam. (laughs) All right, that's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, Means the world to Miles. He he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.